Friends, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello and welcome back to the Aspiring Authors podcast. How are you today, Lorna? I'm, no, I'm always saying I'm well and I'm good, so... (laughs) I'm spectacularly average, <laughs> average today, I don't know, yeah, everything's fine, you know, there's nothing major going on, just plodding away, doing the usual, trying to cram in as much as possible every week, um, and, but I love it, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little tired, but that's about it, how are you? Um. I'm okay, better than last week, uh, mentally. Um, Getting really into the flow of book two now, so that's good. Um, Was in the zone just before we started filming, uh, recording really. That's why we took a while to record, because Hayley was in a zone. Yeah, I was in the right. Am I right? Which, (laughs) to be honest, as a writing podcast, it's the great excuse you can possibly have, quite frankly. No, never! (laughs) Sorry, I can't record today. I'm in the zone. I'm in delve deep into this um, chapter. I I say that too, when I'm eating films and eating crisps. (laughs) I'm in the zone. I'm I'm in the zone. zone. I'm learning. (laughs) It is all research, though, to be honest. But, um, yeah, exactly. This week, though, has been... Yeah, it's been quite good. It's been a lot better than last week. And, yeah, just progressing and just focusing on that. I haven't heard anything back from any agents. Because, as you all know, I've submitted. So, yeah. But I'm thinking more on the grounds of self-publishing. Which we'll go into more in season two of Aspiring Authors podcast. Um, but yeah, starting along that journey now and starting to do my research there, whether or not that will be better for the series. I'm just starting to delve into the research a little bit. I don't know if it will be better overall for the Ropebox series to be self-published. So I'm just keeping all my options open. And I think it's keeping my head a bit more healthy with regards to that, um, that it, not all my eggs are in one basket with the agents, and I think it's helping with the thought process, really. Mm. So how long ago um, did you submit from now? Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, or... yeah, it was about two, three weeks ago. Yeah, two so... to three weeks ago, yeah, okay. And your standard agent takes how long to respond about six to eight weeks but a lot of Mm. them are starting to say that they are they're a bit slower than normal just because um, England's coming out of the lockdown a bit more and they're still finding the feet home educating homeschooling and everything so a lot of them have actually started to say that they're a little bit slower on their submission stuff so it's just a wait and see kind of game, really. We're starting to come to the end of our season. We're trying to think of what to talk about. <laughs> wow, I'm so honest right now. Um, yeah, we're trying to think of what to talk about on the podcast and um, feeling a bit stumped. Um, but we haven't really mentioned that we 
are doing a podcast and everything that revolves around that. So it might just be a wee chat today and kind of um, touch and base with regards to that. Well, one of the biggest things is that um, listening to the podcast, no one actually talks about making podcasts and what goes into it, and especially from a writer's point of view. Because we started this podcast really to share our journey because a lot of other podcasts are out there for with authors who are already maybe established or got a contract or kind of talking it from experience point of view and from being in the business and there wasn't really any podcasts for aspiring authors who are going through the journey and I think for you to start off in this process it's good to feel like you're not alone so we kind of just decided to talk about um what it was like to really and how we're finding doing a podcast yeah i mean um it's how how have you found this whole experience i i think it's been really good in the sense of um it's helped with the research with the research um with the research and kind of delve deeper into different writing styles i've actually read more writing books because of it and Mm. um yeah got involved in more the theory side of writing than i think i would have done without the podcast and i think it's been really good for our connection as well talking and feeling um growing talking about (laughs) 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 touching base with you more on skype and everything and with the writing so i think yeah i think it's been positive i think sometimes it can be stressful um Mm. putting it out there and looking at like last week we talked about the social media um side of things and trying to think of that as a podcast side as well as a writer side has been um, difficult sometimes, but I think we're starting to change that aspect a little bit. How have you found it? Mm. Yeah, it's definitely made me feel like I have more accountability, that I need to research things too. Uh, Yeah, it's given me a bit more direction with, writing and all the different stages of writing and with us going to submit to agents and we're probably going to be looking at um, indie publishing too. It's giving me a bit more of a push that I know that I need to be um, researching things and there's going to be a podcast every week. So it's been good that way. Um, There is a lot of work involved that like I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time and it was just what was it going to be about? I just love the idea of um, recording and, and then editing and just learning a new skill um, because I used to have my own little radio show when I was a little girl um, and I loved it. And I would play whatever, Madonna and stuff, but then I would, like, phase out the music with my um, cassette tapes. Don't know how I did that. Was able to talk over them. 
and then we'd transition into the next track. Yeah, so that, um, I, I'm pretty sure there's some cassette tapes back home, buried somewhere, and, you know, I'm pretty sure my siblings will um, find them one day and threaten me with, um, you know, making everyone listen to them. Um, I would love so to So I'm sure there are. <laughs> it would be so humiliating. Um, but, yeah, so I've always kind of wanted to do it. And then um, I wanted to do one with you. So this, because we're on the same journey, it kind of naturally happened. And I'm really glad. I'm really glad we've done it. It's, ju- it's just a lot of work to do. And we're just chatting and we're just coming up with stuff that we're interested in and that we might think other people in our uh, same shoes, in the same boat as us, will be interested in too. But I can't imagine, like there's some podcasts I listen to and they, like for instance, the Joanna Penn and the Writer's Routine podcast I listen to, every week they have an interview with someone and they've got to think of all the questions to ask them and they'll be researching beforehand, then there's editing, um, there's the promoting, uh, like, and then there's the actually having the conversation with the person. It's a lot of work. So it'll be interesting for us what we're going to do for the next season. Um, it's been, it feels like it's coming to a natural end for this yeah. season that we're submitting to agents and then we'll be waiting and he- to hear back but the second season I think we're going to be probably looking more at the indie publishing and yes. useful information uh, that we find useful and hopefully other people will too yeah um, and then but I'm I'm open to other kind of direction though if you're interested think... in another slant yeah. to it I think we might do a couple of interviews as well to see who um, more people in the indie publishing maybe and other authors as well as we take the next step because by the time we come back in season two we'll know whether or not we're going down traditional route or if we are more involved with the indie route. I think either way we'll probably be researching the indie route but that's the whole point of this podcast is that you guys are coming along the journey with us and we can't see into the future so we kind of plan mm. out what we want to cover in, in season two but who knows what it's gonna entail it might be that we did both decide to do indie route and um put it out there and everything or suddenly i've got an um, offer from an agent and I'll take you down that route of what it's like and stuff so yeah I think yeah. we'll probably cover a couple more interviews and cover the different aspects of traditional and indie publishing as we take the next step or we might be completely lost writers <laughs> out in the ether who knows where we're gonna <laughs> be so um and then as we progress on to the next books because each book that we write we learn something new as well we keep talking about the writing craft but you never stop yeah. learning about it and i think it'll be even interesting as for me when writing a series how my character arcs develop and the story develops in different settings and scenes and stuff, but it's also um, doing standalones and everything and how we continue to learn as writers as well as 
looking at the business side of publishing. How have you found the technical side of podcasting? Can I just say that has been such a headache with doing a podcast to try and find some quiet time um, for you. So all the hindrances we have. So Haley has little girl yeah. and we call and it's normally a bit more into the night time for me and it's morning for you. So we're, tr- we're trying yes. to do it before she wakes up and uh, quite often she has woken up and then we've maybe had to <laughs> yeah. reschedule and stuff like that. So there's that hindrance. Um, but you're yes. in the country, so you don't really need to worry about the sounds around you, just about waking up your no. your daughter. And with me, I sh- I'm in a household with other professionals, and we a house share, you might say. Um, and we, it's interesting to kind of get a time where it's quiet, um, that no one's making noise. Um, so there's that and there's also I live right next to a train station so there's trains every five ten minutes going past in each direction and then I'm beside a road so there's cars going past so that has been a bit of a flipping nightmare to try and edit it out and that is something to don't tell you with podcasting Um, So, yeah, I've tried a few other things. I've tried to go into a car and record there, but still, that that doesn't really work either. There's just sounds, and what can you do? It can't be be silent. It can't be silent over here, so you've just got to kind of work with it. But I find that all very stressful. So so that's um, one of the things with podcasting. Although, other than that, it's been pretty easy with us two just chatting to each other we both have microphones and headphones and a laptop and I just work on GarageBand and edit that which I'm still a very very much a novice. I think that's the thing you don't need a lot of um, technical stuff really to do a podcast nowadays um, I mean, I think it's good to have decent mics and stuff so you've got good sound quality. But mm. it's more time. Finding time yeah. to do it and then time to research it yeah. and um, time to re- um, record it and everything like that. So, And then for you, time to edit it. And so the biggest investment, I think, into podcasting is finding time. If you don't have time to do it, or you can't make time to do it, then I would say put off until you can. Because it does, I think we didn't realise how much time and how much energy it would take to create the podcast. I think it's definitely been worthwhile and we enjoyed doing it. But when we started off, we didn't realise how much went into it completely. And I think that's one of the um, eye-wakeners of doing a podcast. 
in this day and age as well. And then it's also the time to um, invest into social media to get your podcast out there so that people know that you're there and yeah. they're, they're listening to you. And I think that's the biggest thing because sometimes it can be quite disheartening at the very beginning when you don't really have any listeners until kind of word of mouth starts spreading or they start finding yeah. you and reviews and stuff. When it's just your mum listening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which... Um, is great too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say from like every, every week, hours that goes into it, I'd say about three hours, um, sometimes more for editing. And then there's our chat, which, um, what would you say? We are about an hour and a half chatting or maybe if yeah. we gave ourselves two hours a week because then there's the the bit at the beginning and then uh, at the end to give us enough time. And then there's the research throughout the week, which, you know, because we're interested in it, I think we're both, like, listening to podcasts and stuff anyway. Yeah. But recently I've, I've noticed that I'm, I'm consciously making an effort or trying to make time for it because I've, I've not been... I've not had the time, so I've been trying to research things for the podcast so that that can vary in the amount of time couple of hours if it's a nice easy one that I already know or more if I give you homework (laughs) the last one the synopsis that was (laughs) yeah that was a lot um of hours and then as you said there's the uploading of the podcast um and then there's posting on social media which we're still not great at but we still we do and yeah so that's like what an hour but then that's split between the two of us so I don't I can't do the math but there's quite quite a number of hours in the week when you've got other jobs and things to be doing so um that's the thing is the time involved it is and but I think it goes like what we said before though it's because it's what we want to do it's one of uh, it's our passions writing and that it's actually spurred us on to research into different subjects more and it's also giving us the pressure of a deadline I don't know about you but if I actually have a deadline I work towards it if I don't I procrastinate and I put it off and I was like yeah he's watching he's listening he's holding me to account so I think having um deadlines to go okay for this week we're gonna do this for this week we're gonna do that and we're gonna talk about it and so we need to know what we're talking about and I think that's really helped to spur me on anyway to actually have that deadline to have that commitment and to research more into it and I think as a writer I've grown more from doing it as well but yeah I think that's the thing if you look if you love a subject, then do a podcast on it. But I wouldn't do a podcast on random subjects that you're not as interested in because of the amount of work that has to go into it and the research and everything. You have to have a passion for mm. it, I think, to, to actually yeah, invest sure. all this time into a subject. I feel like it, um, I don't want to be a whinger, um, but I feel like I put pressure on myself anyway so I give yeah. myself deadlines to do. So this has kind of added another uh, stress of a deadline, which is not, you know, it's it has to happen. So 
I'm pretty hard on myself anyway. So, and then there's this on top. So <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, trying to trying to work through that has been interesting. But at the same time, there's no one with a gun to our heads, um, so to speak. Um, we're doing this ourselves. It's us that's giving ourselves the deadline. So we can stop at any time. Yes. But we can't because it's so addictive. <laughs> well, both writing and podcasting. <laughs> yeah. I am enjoying it, though. So, And, and I think my mum is, too, so that's good. <laughs> that's good. Uh, one listener. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, now, a little uh, sidestep. On our last... Two, the last two podcasts ago, um, we're chatting about the author branding, which I still think there's a, a lot more to unpack there. Oh, I don't say that word often. I have clearly been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, <laughs> for, for the, yeah, the author branding. So how have you been going with your website? You said you were going to create one. Yeah, I'm in the process of doing that at the moment. I'm trying to think of what I'd actually put on the pot and the website, um, and how to link it. And I've been doing a lot of research into what other authors do and what they create. I mean, because without a book, it you can't haven't got a lot to promote. So it's whether or not. I start talking about the writing process a little bit and create a blog and then it's also creating a newsletter to start putting it out because if we do go, especially if I go down the indie route with my series, then the website is really crucial and spreading word of mouth about my website and my books um, will be really important. So I want to try to make sure that it's the right set forward but then it's all the little aspects of it where do I need a logo um do I need this and the other and then it's financial do I pay for a domain or not and everything so yeah so kind of still in the process of researching what I need to put into it but starting to look at it and create it a bit more and then yeah, it's definitely an episode I think we need to go into a bit deeper about author branding. And I think it goes hand in hand with marketing because I think even if you get picked up by a traditional publisher, they still want you to have some sort of website so that people can find out who you are and see the links and possibly other books that you've written if it's years down the line. So websites are really important for an author of any route, I think. So it's... Yeah, but it's making sure you do it right because if you come across a bad website, I don't know about you, but it kind of puts me off and um, it's not clear or it feels too much like the sell, sell, sell rather than a personal touch. And then it's also, um, yeah, whether or not they've got that kind of chatty personality like a blog or if it's more serious and or look at me kind of um, website. So it's kind of making sure that I get my That's voice it. across. So it's to show your personality, your AKA brand, what that's going yeah. to look like. Um, how, or you could do a landing page. So just the one page with your details and like just have one page rather than 
commit to a website with various pages, which can be a bit daunting to figure out what information you put on all of them. Um, or, yeah. But the website, you can... So I would say you would have... I'm going by because I have a, a website for my other business. Um, I have my about page, so about me. And then I have the uh, the main page, which is basically imagery flashing up and the tagline, what the business is. And then uh, the yeah. blog, so a page for a blog, which is a good idea, I, I would say, for you. Um, which you could only, you could just do those. And then maybe a contact page. Um, yeah. And, and then just kind yeah. of build it over time, I think. I think a landing page might be a good idea though to start off with to start with yeah yeah um in my former life um i am i was um i haven't touched base with it for a little bit a blogger as well so i had an actual blogging website um about my personal side and motherhood and stuff like that before while i was taking a break from novel writing so i think definitely i'm used to a blog and that kind of chatty personality. So I think I probably will do a blog alongside of it and just kind of give advice like we do on the podcast. Um, and then, but yeah, like you said, with the landing page, I think that might be a good idea. And then kind of work out what to do with the newsletter because that's a whole different kind of kettle of fish. I was listening to another podcast with this guy who, um, talking about newsletter and how you can do promotions and links to it and write short stories as like a giveaway or this that, and the other and yeah link to your books so yeah that's a one thing I'll probably have to look into as well because it, especially if you're self-publishing um a newsletter is really important to if you've got a book coming out and you want to link up to um readers and everything or get them interested with a new book launch and the next one in the series and yeah there was just so many different aspects attached to the business side of publishing that you just never think the biggest thing you have to focus on is to create a great story to write it to edit it and to write the end and then go through the whole submitting process but then it's the whole publishing side of business as well you have to think about in this day and age and it's, yeah, because even if you go down the traditional route, the likelihood of you having a PR person attached to you, um, marketing attached and that kind of budget is pretty slim, really, unless they think you're going to be the next big thing. Um, so you have to kind of create a lot of this stuff on your, by yourself. And it's all on you. So if you don't make enough sales for the new to get the next if you've got a two book um, contract and then you haven't made, you haven't pushed yourself enough and pushed sales enough, then the likelihood of you getting another book deal on top of that is slim if you go down the traditional route. So there is a lot of pressure on authors to get their branding across, to get their websites up and running, to get social media sorted, to then increase your sales, to then get another book deal. It's, yeah. A lot relies on the author now, yeah. And with just because we're chatting about websites, I did watch a YouTube video today that I think might be useful for you because I'm just probably going to 
add a page to my existing website for now. Um, so it's we've chatted about her before. It's Esther Rabbit, and she's got a video on design an author website. So she gives her advice on the do's and don'ts. And um, it was actually her that said about the landing page. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Because if you're still if you're still writing the book or, you know, you're just before you have the book, but you don't have it really ready, then what do you do? You know, you just want to have your name up there and a bit of information and maybe to show that you're on social media, you have all the links there. Um, so that's it was her that said the landing page, which, um, yeah, I thought was a good idea. So I, yeah, check, check that one out. It's her video on designing an author website. Oh, good recommendation. Is that an extra bonus one? (laughs) That's an extra bonus one. Exactly. Thanks. (laughs) Are you just going to attach, um, because we talked about in the social media one with the not you were deciding to go down um, a separate route or link it into your existing business. Are you thinking of kind of linking it for now and then to see how it goes? Yeah, linking it for now uh, with the potential idea of using a slight pen name. So just basically my name, but my middle name and my surname um, and see how that goes. Yeah, I've, I've not... Uh, put anything up as yet but I will be I've started compiling images um, from because my book's about Orkney I've started compiling images of when I lived there um, the Orkney Isles at the top of Scotland in case anyone doesn't know it Um, and yes I've got lots of pictures of there so I was going to just start popping it in and maybe yeah letting people know that I'm I'm a writer now as well (laughs) (laughs) uh so yes that's still to happen but it is it is in the making it's it's happening behind the scenes and I'm going to plan it I'm not just going to rush it and then give up and I can't be bored doing anymore um I know what I'm like so I need to plan it out so it's sustainable and I can keep it going yes so I'm going over, as I said in my in previous weeks, uh, my first novel, On the Edge, is what it's titled as, but who knows if that will stay. Uh, it is with the editor friend, so she's got that. And so last week I was busy um, typing up the synopsis and the cover letter and the blurb. So I went over those again today and they seem okay. No, I'm pretty chuffed with them, but I feel like this still needs work. So I might send that on to the editor friend as well, just because she's been reading the book and she seems to be very complimentary about things. So she might be able to make it sound, make my um, synopsis sound a little bit more exciting than what I have it as currently. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that so this week I was uh, checking over all those things and I'm like, right, okay, that's, that's good. That's enough of that for now. 
And I've been going back to the second book that I'd uh, written, which is currently un untitled at the moment because the title I have is really cheesy. I don't think I'll be using it. Um, and so that's been good going through that, just editing, editing this one. Um, but it is still making time for writing and I'm not getting as much time. Um, but it, it changes every week. So, um, this week hasn't been too, I haven't had too much time to write, but I am editing that new, the second novel and will submit those little blurbs and that to my um, editor friend um, to have a look over. Um, yeah, so I've not been writing anything new. I think that's a good thing of having someone outside who doesn't knows the story but it isn't you to have a look through it and to kind of give you a different perspective and they see different angles in your story and what you need to be focusing on because as a writer you kind of look at it going well this is the most important bit and they go actually no it's not you've got this thread that goes through it and this is what needs to be prominent and this is what you need to talk about more and this is your main thing because it is like what they say you can't see the forest for the trees when you're standing in the midst of it all it's hard to have that outside perspective and so I think it is quite good and I think that's why sometimes people recommend it and um, writers recommend that you give your synopsis to a friend or family member and say right if you read this book does it make sense is there any plot holes and are you engaged enough to then request for the whole book because that's what you're asking the agents to do isn't it really you're giving them a synopsis and go right okay does this make sense are the characters engaging and do you want the rest of the book to read um so yeah i think it's yeah i think that's a good positive thing i mean what's your because you kind of talk about finding time and everything and we haven't done um routine kind of thing in a while so what's your average now routine trying to find time to write yeah it's very different to when we first started um so i i'm at my job um monday tuesday wednesday and then i have thursday friday to do the podcast, edit it, uh, or and research, and then I also have a little part-time job that I do split up between Thursday and Friday, and then really that's when I try to write as well and do errands, run errands, so it really <laughs> escapes, the days really escape, like I love my Thursday Fridays, but they're beginning to now that writing times beginning to get the window for that is getting smaller and smaller um but that is my own fault I could be waking up how early you wake up um it is winter here in Australia so the mornings are really dark and they don't it's not as bad as Scotland so they get light in the mornings about um oh 7 30 which is great um, so I could be getting up a lot earlier and using my mornings. Um, yeah, so I, that's, that's all me. 
Um, but before I just had my my uh, business, which I've kind of paused, to be honest, paused that for now. Um, so I just, I had my business and I was going in every day to my studio and working with clients and stuff. But it was very much, you know, I, I could work around those hours and I would maybe write at the studio or quite like to mix it up. But now, because I have a place I'm going into to work, it's just... Yeah, my hours are not as plentiful as what they were. Um, but I'll, I'll, that is a good point. Now that I'm voicing it, I just should get up a bit earlier, even though I love my bed and <laughs> it's just a bit cold and dark. The other day, there was ice on the car. So my husband had to come in and get water. And I was like, oh my God, we're in Australia. This, this is what happens back <laughs> home. <laughs> But I think the thing is, if you give yourself maybe two mornings, never do it on a work day, because then by the time you come home, you're even more knackered. So if you give yourself, like, say, Thursday, Friday, um, because you're working from home, but you don't have the commitment of your husband there and everything, that you get up at, say, six o'clock. So it's only, it's not as crazy as mine, 4.35. So you're getting up at six o'clock, you make yourself a nice cup of coffee and then you kind of sit there while and be in the zone. It depends what the routine is happening around you to what, how much peace and quiet you can have. Um, But maybe just say, right, Thursday and Friday for a couple of weeks, I'm going to try it and just kind of give yourself that. I have to be in the swing of things in my routine. If I only do it for a couple of days, my body doesn't get used to it and they get it's more used to getting up at the quiet time so it will it takes a while to get into that routine of waking up a lot earlier an hour and a half earlier um and kind of getting into that mentality and building a little routine for that um i would recommend but because if i take a couple of weeks off from not waking up at crazy o'clock it's i find it hard to get back into the rhythm of things um I think, but sometimes you also need to stop. If you're too knackered, if you're too tired and you're running on adrenaline or anything, then sometimes you need to give yourself the lie in. Because I woke up this morning and was like, I need more sleep. But I need to write um, because I'm hitting a chapter that I've wanted to and it's a milestone um, in the middle of the book. But I thought, you know what, tomorrow I think I need to give myself a lie in. But then when that happens and I wake up and I wake up with the rest of everyone in the house, then I kind of feel guilty in a weird way that I've missed that writing because I know as soon as everyone else is up in the house, I don't have a lot of me time. I might grab half an hour here or an hour there and everything, but not in the same sense when the house is quiet, when everyone's sleeping. So if I don't have that, then I'm like, oh, but I miss it. And it's almost like a craving, um, and like addiction craving, which sounds so wrong, um, to say, oh, but I need it. I need, I need the fix of writing. I need it now. And it's kind of... I feel it's like climbing. Like climbing a mountain or something. Like you, you've got to the. You, okay, it's hard, and then you're you're getting to the rhythm of it, and you're you can see 
like you're getting to the top and you're, it's like, oh, yes, yes, I just need to keep going, I need to keep going. And um, when you're in that zone, it's, you just have to go with it. So I'm not in that zone, so I've not got that drive to be getting up early, you know? Yeah, I think the worst thing is sometimes being in that zone and you wake up at five o'clock and you've made yourself a cup of coffee and you have to be so quiet around the house um, because my daughter would wake and then you hear her on the monitor and it's just like she said stare and it's just like no no I need to finish this paragraph I need to finish this sentence yeah and it's just like I love my daughter um, and I love seeing her little smiley face. Of in the course, but you but want her to sleep a bit more. And everything. <laughs> but when you're There's in the zone, with it's just like <laughs> it's trying to get that like last bit out and everything. And it's just like, yeah. no, I could oh, so God, give this another hour or two hours and everything. And yeah, writing. It was like this morning when everyone was still quiet, and I was just like oh, I could just keep writing. But then she started to stare at the same time I needed um needed to record the podcast but it was like you said this um this morning I tweeted that I have hit the middle of halfway point in my book the midpoint um and I feel like I've reached the top of the mountain now and everything is yeah and so it's now downhill who knows if (laughs) it is going downhill isn't it we need a better metaphor (laughs) (laughs) But you just feel like when you finally got to the top and you're like, oh, beautiful. And it is a milestone, mm-hmm. I think, to celebrate when you've reached halfway through a book. Um, and you see the view and you can see how it's panning out in front of you. And it feels slightly faster as you walk back down the hill again um, than it did to, to get up there in the to first place. Yeah. Um, and the momentum, I mean, you kind of hit another catalyst moment at the midpoint. So something's just kind of happened in book two that's kind of going to stir things and create unrest, which is kind of exciting to get into that meaty point again. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's finding that passion to I've, get you motivated to wake yeah, up at that point. You've given me um, a bit of injection there. So I, I think at least... Even one of the days I'll because I do I'm I'm not sleeping well so that's probably another part of it that I'm just tired in the mornings so um, if I get up even early or on one of the days and focus on the writing in the morning and my day will just be so much longer so um, and I'm going to plan it because that's plan my day sorry. Um, because that's what I used to do. I was very organised. I would use my diary uh, when I was more self-employed of everything I was going to do that day. But now I have hardly looked at my diary. I never put anything in there. I just do it in my head, and I think that's where you just start getting into bad habits. I was so routine with things, and it was good. Tick that off, tick that off, and now I'm just like tired and I've lost a bit of energy and it just kind of snowballs so um yeah after hearing that from you now I've realized okay I just need to wake up early one one of the days and just sit down and just um start editing or even just free write or just do something and I think I'll feel a lot better with my progress so yeah I think it's different as well though because you're in the process of kind of 
finishing one book off with this mission and then editing another one it's not the yeah. same as when you're working on your first draft when you doesn't just feel very creative yeah it's very much kind of hit miss you're reading and then you're editing little bits it feels a bit more fractured when you're actually mm. writing the first draft you're kind of free-flowing or yeah. you're in the, in the world a, a little bit more and it feels like writing writing when editing uh, or you're adding additional chapter you kind of feel like more it's mismatch in a sense so it's hard to kind of get into that zone as much and you you do use a different part of your brain I think when you start to do um that aspect but yeah I think if you give yourself a little routine and you're kind of a little bit stricter on yourself because if that's how you work best and then you're more feel like you're more productive and you feel like you've achieved more then for your own mental health I think that will be at least better because if you're then because if there's so much going on in your head then a book can't happen in your head is one thing because that needs to be out of there so you've got room to process in a different manner but also I think if you go okay I've actually I got up at six and I started editing my book for a couple of hours made myself another coffee cereal was still in the flow and edited it for another two hours so you, at least you can then go back and go oh I actually worked on my book for four hours today and then it's just like right go for a walk and then come back and then work on podcast or other work in the afternoon and you feel like oh it's been really productive I've done blah 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 work count or I've done this amount of hours and you can actually see it but if you go from one thing to another to another to another and you're kind of giving it half an hour to an hour you feel like you've done lots of little things but mm. not achieved a huge amount and I yeah. think which it's is putting what, that what perspective I'm doing. into your head if that's how you work best mm. I think from yeah for me I can go, if I get up at crazy o'clock, then at least I can say, right, um, I've done a thousand words or 1,200 words this morning. I've actually given myself an hour and a half, two hours to write before everyone wakes up. And I feel like I've achieved. For the rest of the day, if I grab an extra hour to write, then that's a bonus. I can get back into it. But to be honest, once the day starts progressing, everything else kind of milestones and the story and the zone goes out of my head so it's then getting myself back into the zone again to then start the writing process and to vision it and everything and so with editing it's different I can write in the morning and then if I grab an hour I can edit for an hour and I don't have to be in the same zone as I do for writing the first draft and just and everything that's so, great Mm. I'm, yeah. I'm also I, I don't know it's just amazing how you don't realize what what you're in until you're just maybe speaking about it because I didn't even realize that I was in a bit of a rut and um and I don't know how it started how long I've been this way but you know I would always say like in our previous podcast before I was a bit more um had more energy and more driven, you know, obviously it's winter here, that slows you down, so I can't be too hard on myself for those things, but generally it's nice weather and it's mostly every day is sunshine, it's just cold, so like I used to always get up and have my walk, listen to podcasts, come back, write, and then do all these other things, so that's it, I just need to get into that routine again, 
of waking up, having a walk, opening up my mind to learning things, listening to things, and then just start writing. And if I can get all that done, like by 10 o'clock, that's like such an achievement already for that day. Um, It puts you in a good step, doesn't it, for the rest of the day. So, um, no, I feel really good after that. I'm good. I want to like I... write in my diary now on plan my next day. <laughs> <I think laughs> Not the good, next day because it's the weekend. Can... I'm going to sleep in. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> but it's that positivity. And I think that's what I found when before I started to get up at crazy o'clock that my brain was kind of empty in a good way when I first woke I wasn't burdened with everything that was about to happen with life dramas by putting on the tv or anything like that that my brain could just be immersed in this world and that before I started to wake up I was starting to crave time by myself to be able to write to find that time and I was feeling negative about all my other time and which isn't good because I need to give myself to my family as well and be present in the moment and I find that I wasn't and so for me to have a balance of the both I had to maybe sacrifice a little bit of sleep and wake up earlier and have okay I've dedicated my time my passion to this amount of time but for the rest of the day well, majority of the days, um, I can give my time to my family as well. And so it's having that mixture of the two, but also being honest with yourself if you're not in a good mental health state, that sometimes writing doesn't happen and that that's okay. Or if you need a lie-in, that's okay as well. So it's listening to your mind and your body to what you need. But generally, yeah, I wake up at five o'clock. I sometimes need to get back into the rhythm of going to sleep a little bit earlier so I got more time with that um so going to bed sometimes is more of what I need to work on rather than waking up but I find um, that quite easy I can go to bed quite quite uh, quite early if I just have a book um but I like to have a routine before I go to bed as well I don't like to watch the tv for too long and read a book and I read two pages and it's like every time out um so yeah that that's not the problem with me I can get to sleep early so you'd think (laughs) I'd be able to wake up early but no no (laughs) Um, anyway uh Hayley maybe not a recommendation but is there anything you've been um listening to watching this week Perhaps maybe you've already recommended it before. Any kind of episodes of anything that you found interesting? Oh, there was um, a podcast I listened to a back episode. I can't think of which one it's called now. But it's Joanna Penn and she goes into the changes in the podcast world and how that's going to be to link into what we've been talking about before. Um, Joanna Penn, 28th of August, 2019. Um, she numbers a podcast, but I can't find the number for this one. It's um, podcasting goes mainstream, how authors benefit and how the industry is moving with podcasts. So if you are interested in what we've talked about um, earlier in the episode, 
about podcasting and if you're thinking of doing a podcast yourself I would say I would recommend it and go for it um um but listen to Joanna Penn's one and how the industry is changing and how um Google's making it more accessible and how the industry and technology is changing for podcasting which is quite interesting to go into those kind of details so okay I have a couple right um touching on the uh, touching on what you said I have been listening I've been listening to this podcast for a while and I I have not suggested it before and I I completely forgot all about it so I'm going to suggest it now um it's called Right Now with Sarah Werner. That's W E R N E R. Oh yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, times. yeah, it's really good. Um, she also offers training, I believe, on podcasting, which I've been tempted to look into before we started our podcast. But now I'm like, ugh, I think I've, I'm kind of getting the gist of it now. Um, just trial and error, you know. Um, but she, yeah, so she she has a podcast and she talks about all the issues that writers face. And, uh, like, I've listened to a couple of her podcasts um, over and again because I got so much out of it. And, yeah, and... I, I really recommend her and she she comes across really lovely. Um, also something that's inspiring me and kind of got me thinking and hmm is, you know, there's a lot of work involved in podcasting as we've complained earlier in the episode. Um, <laughs> but disgust, <laughs> disgust yes. Um, <laughs> but she also has another podcast. Um and it's, uh, what do you call it when you're doing like a series and you're, it's, there's a script, she writes the script and it's like a audio book, but it's the, you're hearing the characters talk. Oh, I don't know what you would call it. Oh, so it's more like a drama, drama Dra- play. Yeah. Yeah. She, she is, um, yeah, dramatization. So she has, uh, done that with, uh, a story about a sci-fi story of hers, which I'm not really into sci-fi with spaceships, but it's very interesting because it's mainly her and a couple of other actors. The sounds in the background are, you know, spacey, like, poo, like, I don't know what spacey noises are. It's like you're in space. Uh, it's spaceship. Boo. What is the boo? I don't know. But it makes that noise in space. This is like a little shape. Just going through the space going. It's oh. like that. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> it's like kind of like echoey noise. And, um, so she has that Are you kind of going now? on. Are spaceship sounds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I know. Terrible. It's much better than that. Um, but it's really, in, it's really intriguing because I'm not into that type of story. But um, hearing her version is um, is pretty good, and it just makes me think, wow, there's something there that you can. You don't have to write a book, you don't have to do the podcast. You can do 
something that is like the two of them combined. And uh, I think that could be lots of fun maybe in the future to create like an audio story uh, script. Sounds um, like a radio yeah. play. Like the yeah, it's like, um, like the archers. Yeah, but apparently these um, I have not listened to any others, but apparently they do really well. These um, types of shows, particularly like murder ones, which I'm not really interested in, but I might investigate. Um, I wonder if there's any romance ones that you know isn't oh, too maybe. kinky. That's just romance. So I might check those out. But anyway, uh, that's all digressing from Sarah Werner podcast. Like, how do you have a kinky radio play? Yeah, I so could be into that. What, what, yeah, us two. Could you do it? Hmm? Oh, another commitment. No. <laughs> another com- I know. This is what you've done to me. You've totally pumped me up. That I feel I've motivated, you. and I'm like, let's just do more stuff. I want to conquer yeah. the world. <laughs> oh, I know. Just need a bit more time, but I want to have a sleep in too. So, um, anyway, um, so shall we chat next week? Yes. We're coming to the end of the the season. So yeah, there's two we'll, episodes we'll left, see. guys, um, of season one. So yeah. And then we'll take yeah. a wee break and then we'll come back for season two. Okay. Um, Facebook, Twitter, our emails, all the same as before. Fa- Facebook, Aspiring Authors Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. And yeah, just give us a message. Give us um, any recommendations. If there's anything you want us to talk about, on the podcast get in as quick. well just send us a little message and a little sh- yeah get um if we want to say next episode or in season two if there's anything any subjects you want us to talk about then yeah give us a little shout out and if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts or itunes then please rate and review us so that other people can find where we are and if you've got just say if you it's send pretty out- good would be great if you just say it's pretty good i listen to this yeah that would be yeah they waffle on a bit amazing we get there (laughs) (laughs) especially that hayley one but um (laughs) fabulous okay hayley so so we'll we'll chat next week speak to you soon speak to you soon Bye. bye 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 That's not the sound effect. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.